Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jan Johnson. I'm a board member of CASA, and with me is Alex Clark, Executive Director of CASA, live from SOSCON. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Alex. Yes. How are you? Oh. I'm doing good. Good. <clears throat> um, yeah, the, the convention doesn't start until tomorrow, but well. I, am, I, am, I am live from, from beautiful downtown St. Louis. Nice. How's the weather? <laughs> Um, I think it cooled off a bit, but it's, it was kind of muggy here when I landed. It was ah. like supposed to be in the high 80s. Wow. Um, so, yeah, getting off at the wrong Metrolink stop and Ooh. having to walk a mile to my hotel was not the Ooh. best move that I've made today. But um, so you, you got your exercise in the yeah, sort of, humid it a, weather? <laughs> it was a really pretty walk. I don't know if, you know, if anybody's familiar with St. Louis walking down market street towards a river um you get a nice it's a very scenic view of what looks like there's sort of a domed building um right. it looks like it could be like a city hall it's i don't think it is city hall right. um and then behind it is the arch oh. it, was, it was just a, it was a nice walk and it's nice to be in an urban setting where there's like right. trees and grass nice um it was nice yeah that sounds pretty <laughs> so so this is the second one of these we've done this week so what is new and exciting this week alex well um today yes. and actually it, it's gained a lot of um uh shares and likes and stuff on facebook uh and i, I haven't been able to check the real participation numbers but um okay. we put out a call to action um, and uh, we actually kind of coordinated this with uh, VTA. Um, okay. This is uh, an engagement on the citizen petition that was filed by Enjoy, VTA, mm -hmm. Stafada, um, right. uh, what was it, Turning Point Brands. I forget all of the other uh, companies and associations that were on there. Um, I think I think NATO was on there, uh, okay. National is aren't they the um i can remember yeah. it was nato or another kind of national tobacco retailers association okay. um so there it's like i want to say 13 or 15 co-signers to the initial petition right. <clears throat> and um this is not this is not your grandfather's petition um okay. this is this is a real um like regulations.gov kind of oh, petition wow. It's not, okay. a, it's not a White House petition. It's not moveon.org or change.org or any of those kind of goofy petitions that really don't do much unless you okay. have, you know, 500,000 or a million signatures. Right. Um, this is a legitimate pathway, and we are asking people to submit comments in support of the petition. Okay. Uh, and we have, a, uh, we have an engagement set up. Um, I should give it a, a catchy URL or link to it in the delay FDA.org. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Is it FDA delay? Okay. Uh, FDA delay.org actually takes you to our, um, letter writing campaign for secretary price, okay. um, which is, there's nothing automatic about that. It's actually physically writing letters. Um, right. and, um, so that's a different engagement, but both of these are sort of working hand in hand. Um, 
you know, through typical grassroots means we are asking the HHS secretary to delay the deeming rule by two years. Through this citizen petition, uh, there's a very clear ask in here. And that is, uh, number one, to issue final guidance for going through the PMTA pathway. Um, And as it stands now, there is no, I, I can't even talking to some people it doesn't even sound like the, i mean there is no guidance in going <laughs> through the pmta nice. um it, you know manufacturers are left to kind of there's a lot of guesswork involved here i mean you can there's you know you can <laughs> you can kind of assume the number of studies that are involved if you look at um some other applications that have been submitted right. you can kind of go through what they've submitted and do your studies and submit that but there's no there's no checklist there's no actual you know bar for what's you know what's going to be approved Um, and so you know given the expense of just getting started on this stuff Mm -hmm. um you know that's that's what's gonna knock almost all of the industry out of the market sure so the ask in the petition is final guidance for submitting a PMTA. And then once that guidance is issued, Mm -hmm. grant manufacturers 24 months to come into compliance, you know, submit their PMTAs, gain market approval, all of that. So um, potentially with the petition, we're looking at more than two years delay. Um, So again, like a lot of the other efforts, this is this is another iron in the fire, right. and um, but it's you know it's a legitimate pathway. This but to the citizen petition is um, I don't know if it's unique to the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act, um, or it, but it is I think it is within the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act. It's twenty uh, one's okay. uh, Code of Federal Regulations. And I, I apologize for doing all of this on the fly. I, my, the internet here is horrible and I can't even like check my email. So, um, <laughs> but um, it's, you know, it, it is, it was built into the code of federal regulations so that, you know, stakeholders could comment on uh, final regulation after the comment period had closed. Right. So, as as you and I know, but some listeners may be just learning now, mm-hmm. um, the comment period for the FDA deeming regulations closed in 2014. Wow. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's been a, a long time coming for this. Um, so uh, I don't have any predictions on success or failure, especially, you know, right now. Um, mm-hmm. We're really just trying to... to spur up as much activity as we can sure um and uh you know our our setup is is pretty easy to do and and i I do want to add a note here that we're strongly encouraging people to uh personalize their message we've pre-written something and you know it that that's for the people that just kind of want to point and click but i would strongly encourage everyone to um take a moment and share your story and think about the ways 
really think about the ways in which the deeming regulations are going to affect you mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and tell that story as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, we're making it easy for people to submit a comment on the federal register, but um, you know, that, that, sh that shouldn't prevent people from, you know, submitting their own comment. This is not, this is not really a numbers game. This is what we kind of went through with the, the deeming regulations. Sure. Um, you know, what happens when the, the agency gets a lot of similar uh, almost, well, in this case, it would, we could safely theorize it will be, identical comments right. they take them they batch them up and they basically put them into one file um and 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 that's that um yeah. so it, it's it's going to be a benefit to our cause i think to you know have people telling their stuff from all over the country from all walks of life all mm -hmm. types of experiences so you know, um Right. Can I ask, is this like last time where, I mean, since it's a public petition, are comments available from people in other countries? Can we do that as well? Like, I know we were able to comment on some of the citizens' uh, things in other countries. I, I don't see anything preventing people from, you know, international people from commenting. I, I, I it's... I, I don't know whether the agency gives that, you know, a different weight or not. Um, right. But certainly, I mean, using our system, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's going to ask you for a valid U.S. address. Right. But commenting to regulations.gov, um, I, I, I think as long as you're, you know, a real person and that can right. be validated somehow, um, the system will let you comment. Um, it just probably won't work through through our platform. Just go right to regulations.gov and, um, okay. you know, and, you know, for other people who have much longer comments, the, the comment field only allows you to type 5,000 characters. And to give you an idea of what that might look like, the pre-written message that we have is about 22, 2300, maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So what we've written is about half the, the, the space that you're allowed. Um, so if you have longer comments, what is recommended to do is to go to regulations.gov, open up the docket, press the comment now button, and you can put a brief comment in the, in the field and you can upload a PDF file with a, a much longer comment if you like. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sure that there will be people who have pages and pages of, of a comment, um, yeah. and CASA will... We'll, we will be preparing our own and um, be working on that. Um, yeah. So yeah, there are, there's several ways to do this and um, you know, we, we've made it easy for people and there's also, you know, for anybody who wants to go in depth, uh, you can certainly do that on regulations.gov. Yes. And um, we have until November 8th to get this done, which is mm. odd because that's, I think what we, had sort of speculated was the new uh, deeming deadline in 2018. So November 8th, 2018 is okay. the new, I mean, not new deeming deadline, it's the new PMTA compliance deadline. Right. Which is kind of funny how that worked out. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got a uh, little under 180 days to uh, get as many comments as we can on this. Okay. 
and uh, and yeah, go for it. it I, 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 we posted this up this morning just because we wanted to get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, typically Fridays, you know, things that get put, get posted on a Friday don't get a whole lot of traction. Um, right. But this has gone kind of gangbusters. I, I'm I'm pleased to see. Um, you know, it looks like lots of people participating and lots of people sharing and and um, spreading the word. Excellent. So, yeah, that's that's really good news. That is good stuff. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, I don't know if I should do this, I, it, it, but it, you know, we don't uh, we don't typically get the opportunity to publicly thank some of the people who contribute to CASA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought of this just as I came on, and um, we this week received a donation from someone. Um, and, uh, it, it comes from the, his gift to us foundation. And okay. I, I was actually, I, I believe I was on the phone with this woman for a while and it was about a completely unrelated issue. And right. we didn't even, we didn't even talk about a donation. I had no idea, but I had a, a, a nice conversation with this woman, um, mm-hmm. earlier and then to turn around and find out that, that she had, had donated to us. Um, I'm not going to give a dollar amount, but I would say that it's it's an it's an above average donation, mm-hmm. and uh, so I just wanted to take a moment and express some gratitude because we don't we don't thank contributors publicly because usually it's it's people in the vapor industry and um, it's uh, you know we're not we're not going to advertise for people that's just we we just can't do that. Sure. Um, it sounds like we're giving an endorsement, but for someone to donate from a private foundation, um, it, it's uh, it's just always nice to be able to you know come out and say thank you. So yeah, um, definitely wanted to take that opportunity. Grateful. Thank, um, thank you. And uh, the other thing, I guess it's going to be short because we did do uh, something on Monday. Yes, um, we did. <laughs> um, I got an email today asking about this, and I I was on my phone on the Facebooks and, and got to see uh, an update. And uh, the you may remember the Maryland licensing bill. Yes. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, it was uh, HB 523. Okay. And um, just by way of background uh, to refresh some people, uh, you know, this was it was kind of in, it was kind of out. There were people that were working on amendments and, you know, trying to get this closer to more of a simple licensing and registration type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody felt pretty good going into uh, the last night of, of the session when this bill would be debated on the floor. And at the, at the last minute, someone tossed in an amendment that included an online sales ban and the bill passed um and there was just i mean it was just it was snuck in it was it was you know there's really nothing anybody could do about it so Mm -hmm. after that point um the effort became urging the governor to veto the bill right Uh, gasaw participated in this and i know that the maryland vapor association with the help of kta um worked on this pretty hard and what has ended up happening is that instead of vetoing the legislation the governor will 
sign it, I guess, soon. But the, um, is it the comptroller? I forget exactly who, again, I apologize for not having this information in front of me. The internet here is horrible. Um, right. But uh, the commissioner or the comptroller, whoever has authority over the licensing, has um, given a written statement to uh, some of the stakeholders um, stating that he will use his discretion and not enforce the online sales ban. And the reason they're doing this is because two, um, two lawmakers, I can't remember if they're representatives or senators, um, the two lawmakers have already indicated that they're going to come back in 2018 and remove the online sales ban language. So um, it's slightly more than a handshake agreement, but I, I, I put a little bit, I put more faith in this agreement because of the amount of work that went into getting it. Um, right. So, you know, it, both sides are kind of happy with this. You know, we have assurances that the online sales ban is not going to be enforced and, you know, the people who really are for having a, a reasonable licensing and registration bill, uh, uh, you know, are, are basically getting that. So um, it's, it's kind of good news. It, I mean, it is good news, not kind of yeah. good, it's good news. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, um, yeah, thanks to everybody's efforts on that. And um, definitely thanks to everybody in Maryland who participated in our engagement, urging the veto uh, that, that helped put pressure on, uh, the governor and, and, and certainly helped to move towards this resolution. Excellent. So um, good news out of Maryland. Um, I guess I could talk about San Francisco, um, but I, I'm not going to because nothing really new has changed, but I did just want to bring it up again um, because California, 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 <laughs> Man, the Bay Area has just got to step up. This is, uh, um, you know, I, I resent the alert for San Francisco um, at the beginning of the week. And I opened it up to the entire state. We have, we have 14, 15,000 members in all of California. Mm -hmm. and, and out of that, a little over half of them signed up to receive emails from us. Okay. And out of that, 91 of them took action and sent emails to the public safety committee hmm. regarding the flavor ban. Wow. That is... Um, um... Yeah. I mean, I guess everybody just likes ordering their stuff online. I, I don't know you know, what, um, I, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not entirely clear on what to do. And I, I had mentioned this last week, you know, I mean, there's an effort to get people engaged that sure. you know, things are going to happen, but, um, it's still just kind of mind blowing that there's such little response to this. Um, and everybody must like DIYing. Yeah. And, you know, it's a warning for the rest of the country, too. I mean, there is going to be an all-out effort uh, to ban menthol. Um, and, you know... Other characteristic, characteristic flavors, not tobacco. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and and that'll be you know very easy for them it's a short step between you know what a state calls a tobacco product and what we call a vapor product a lot of states have already moved that way just including vapor and tobacco so mm -hmm. um you know and and you know the chances of all this stuff passing in the bay area are very high and, and it's um yes you know it's absolutely vital that people in california get engaged so um just want to keep bringing it up so that that we get some activity there um yeah so yeah 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 um yeah it's you know everybody says well they won't be able to ban flavors because people use them to make cakes and cookies i mean that much is true but you know mixing as anybody who does DIY will tell you is not an easy thing it's not easy to get proportions right or ratios it's very hard to get something that tastes good and is vapable and if you like flavors you know and you live in the bay area you live in california it really is time to comment on this because how california goes so does the rest of the country unfortunately well except for places like montana and <laughs> texas, yeah. texas yeah. well <laughs> yeah. there's there's a whole center of the country that doesn't really give a damn what california does um, yeah. but uh tobacco control policy yes that does tend to spread like some sort of venereal disease <laughs> Yeah, there is no cure for this one. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. Well, I, I wish I had an idea. I mean, I'm sure not blowing smoke is is rebroadcasting your stuff, and that would have to. They're California. Yeah, I I, I know. You know, Stefan is engaged um, as as heavily as he can. Uh, he's yeah. I, I I he's got other things. Yeah. I, you know, he's a bit spread thin because this is happening in what five, six municipalities. Yeah. And these hearings are all happening in the beginning of mid and mid June. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, he's got his work cut out for him and, and there are, I think other parties getting engaged and you know, certainly we were trying to reach out to some, some groups in the Bay area that, that might, uh, <clears throat> you know, be interested, be open to some education about how these products can help you know, the vulnerable, vulnerable communities that they represent. So, yeah. um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a project and, and we have such short time. So, yeah. um, yeah, still trying to figure out what, what we're going to do on that. Um, but you know, people are trying, so it, yeah. you can lead a horse to water. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They don't like it when you force their head down, they get a little cranky. Can't yeah. make them drink. <laughs> I mean, I think you and everyone involved with it are doing the very best you can, and thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, and, it, you know, it ties into and what I'm probably going to be talking about this weekend. It, it's NewsCon. Um, you know, the, the vape world is not very familiar with this news world, mm -hmm. um, but it's it, it really is. I, I had a kind of... A, an aha moment actually when i was i was in london with carl phillips mm -hmm. and um we went to visit a friend of his 
one night and he puts his backpack down and opened up and there was like, you know, half a dozen or more different tins of snooze right. in his bag. And I thought, wait, he's just like a vapor. I mean, he's, he's got all these different flavors walking around with him. Like yep. that's, you know, the standard of what you pack. So there is that kind of that, that culture of wanting a variety of, of flavors and products in the snooze yeah. world. And, you know, because of the Tobacco Control Act and because of years of, of uh, smokeless tobacco being demonized, snus really hasn't gained the popularity that it should in the United States. Yeah. And, but, you know, there's still that potential. And this is one of the arguments that I made in, in New York City with the, the, the uh, uh, licensing cap proposal, right. um, you know, there is potential for a company to establish a, a smoke-free tobacco and nicotine type store. Sure. Um, and I, I know that Swedish Match has done this in, I don't know if they, if it's a fixture in Chicago. I do know that they did a, like a pop-up snooze store in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but that type of retail environment would not be able to exist under the New York City law. Um, yeah. if it were to pass and I'm not sure they, they, there might be some work around it's like a gallery or showroom or something weird like that um, yeah. but uh, you know if you ban flavors in all tobacco products then you know that that takes out snooze too yeah. um, so uh, takes yeah, out this... snooze it takes out skull bandits it takes out a whole variety of smokeless products yeah, oh yeah. Even the American. And and people don't think about that. A lot of people dip in used shoe. Yeah, you and know. it was it was uh it was uh that was one of my earliest introductions to tobacco harm reduction was seeing, you know, my boss at the time using smokeless in order to quit smoking. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not as popular. It doesn't get a lot of mention and, but you know, that it is, it is a pathway that people can use to, and, and certainly, you know, you can still enjoy tobacco without the harms of smoking, mm -hmm. um, which is what Brad Radu has been, um, for, oh, yeah. for, for years. Yep. Years and years. I mean, and it's, I think it doesn't get a lot of publicity because it's not, it's not some big showy cloud. You know what I mean? It's, it's usually very discreet. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is, it's, it's really hard to, to publicize discreet. Um, that's one of the things I like, I really like about snooze is that, you know, most of the, well, all of, pretty much all of the, um, the pouch snooze has, uh, you know, a lid that you can discard your used pouches in until you can get yeah. to a trash can. I mean, that's, mm -hmm brilliant you know there's no you're not dropping things on the ground you're not spitting it's just it's as discreet as you can be i mean in, in some instances it's even more discreet than chewing gum yeah. um so it, it's uh yeah it's really interesting but again yeah. hard to it's hard to take an instagram of like <laughs> you know like yeah. look at how awesome this uh, snooze thing i'm doing is you know it's it's invisible well, it is invisible, and and that's that should be one of the things that recommends it, I guess, to society, yeah. but not so much. So, 
some things to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you excited? Have you have you met Doctor Rodu yet, or? Uh, no, I, I I got in uh, I got in around two o'clock and made my way to the hotel. So I've I've been sitting here. I sat here for an hour trying to connect to the internet. Oh um, Jesus! And and now it's it's gotten to the point where I'm probably going to run down to the business center and take some care take care of things because I'm sure that's hardwired into the dial up. Um, yeah. And so hopefully that works better. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, and I. I know that people are meeting in the hotel bar around seven. So I'm going to get it down. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, when or, or if you meet Dr. Rodu, please, please give him my sincere thanks for everything he's done for us. I will pass that along. Thank you. Absolutely. So I should let you go if you want to go meet the others. Um, well, we're on Central Time, so I've got an extra hour. Oh, you've got an extra hour. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. That's good. So. Snooze con and time travel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. So you traveled by TARDIS. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when do you, um, are you the only one from Kassai speaking or... Um, I believe so. I don't know if Brian Carpenter was going to speak. Um, I, I'm, I think I'm the only one signed up, but uh, both, both me and Brian Carter are here for this news con. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And hopefully it gets to become a, as big a phenomenon as some of the vapor cons and, and other vape shows, vapor showcase and like have become. That would be good. Yeah, I'll know more tomorrow. I, I suspect, and I think some other people have um, already, you know, said that you know this is likely to be more like the, the early VaporCon. Oh wow! And you know, a small, a small gathering of people, and and you know, I, I think estimating you know fifty people to show up to this thing is is, is probably what they're shooting for. So. Um, I, I don't expect a big crowd and, and I'm, I'm mostly just excited to kind of meet other people and, and try some product and, and, oh, and yeah. speak and, 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 and hopefully kind of key the snooze people into, you know, just, you know, snooze is facing similar, almost exactly the same challenges that vaping is. Yes. Um, you know, it, it's, there have been no reports of lip checks at baseball stadiums, but you know, some overzealous anti-tobacco person watching somebody use snooze at a baseball field, you know, could get them in trouble or fined or whatever. I, I mean, yeah. it's outrageous, but people like that exist, which is why we end up with such horrible policies. Oh, yeah. um, so, and, and just the fact that somebody who uses snooze, might be deterred from either attending a baseball game or using snooze instead of smoking because now you know whatever it, it's it's this this very similar arguments and um you know the, yeah it, it's it's you know we need to reach out to these folks and, and get them engaged as well and i'm i'm actually one of the goals that we have is to collect um user testimonials 
So I, I, I'm sure oh, yeah. that I'm sure that we'll find some people that, that quit smoking by switching to snooze. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sure you will. And you're absolutely right. Just because they haven't done it yet doesn't mean they won't. So um, just as an aside, because I do this now, um, I go to yoga classes twice a week and they're outdoors, right? They're, they're on the beach and yeah. Oh, that is, it's very nice. This is perfect place to do it. Um, So I'm out on the beach and this woman there was somebody vaping way down the beach. I could see them. I know what vape looks like. You know, it doesn't look like smoking. Some woman comes running over yelling and screaming about people smoking and, and um, just how she can smell it from where she is. I can barely see this guy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to call the cops. These people are kind of everywhere. Yeah. And um, they just, they're different dealing with them is is damn near impossible when they get an idea in their head they are absolutely sure they're right and they are going to loudly make a scene and make somebody have a very very bad day yep one on every bus yes there is (laughs) (laughs) just throwing that out there so yeah i mean they they complain they they get uh, they get visibly upset. So, yeah, um, glad I haven't run into many more of those people. Um, do, you don't seem to deal with those people much where you are, do you, Alex, in New Jersey? Um, the only person I've ever encountered that was like that was um, Linda Rosen Rosenthal. Thal, Rosen, yeah, Rosenthal. Linda Rosenthal. The uh, assemblywoman from New York. Um, she showed up. She was at the uh, um, the flavor rally that uh, the uh, New York City public advocate, I think she is, um, put together. Weird yeah. Sunday afternoon presser, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just it was, she was. It was just insane. She's standing. I mean, barely downwind from us. You can just right. hear her talking to her friends, and like, I can smell it from here. It's disgusting. And I'm thinking, you know, really, like, there's like a nice, buttery baked good scent coming from somebody. I find that <laughs> delicious. If you if you smelled that walking by a bakery, you would think to yourself, man, I, I, I I'm having to resist the urge to go in and buy something. You know. Yeah. It would be pleasant and you know it's just it's insane like oh you're assaulting me with these sweet delicious flavors like (laughs) you know especially in new york city i mean there's an entire season (laughs) where new york city smells like it smells like well and yeah (laughs) depending on where we know what block you're on it can be pretty a pretty disgusting experience and how hot it's inside yeah you know, I, it's just, it's, it's kind of baffling, you know. Uh, there was, there was a part of New York I lived in when I got out of high school and I got out of high school pretty young. Um, and back in those days, um, it was before the rebeautification happened under Bloomberg. Mm. Um, in the summer, it kind of smelled like, um, <clears throat> like uh, an outdoor bathroom. Nice. So uh, I would think smelling 
baked goods or candy tarts or something like that would be quite pleasant considering what it normally smells like mixed with diesel. <laughs> yeah, Staten yeah. Island. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, hopefully the beautification has changed that uh, odor a little bit. That would be... Yeah, it has. I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit, but I mean, you know, it just depends. Oh, trash day in New York, again, depending on the block, if there's just walls of garbage. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. all, those, all those people living in those towers, the trash has got to go somewhere. And it usually piles up on the sidewalk. So, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. The, the garbage men don't get enough um, respect for their job. <laughs> I don't know. I think city, I think New York City sanitation workers get, uh, I think they get compensated well. I hope they do because they, you know, they're not just, they don't just pick up garbage when you, we're, we're getting way off topic here, but you know, in the, <laughs> In the wintertime, they're putting snowplows on the front of sanitation trucks. So yeah. it's uh, they, they do double duty. It's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's actually pretty amazing. Yeah. What, what yeah, they do keeping a, that city open. They do a hard job. They do a good job. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry for the asides. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Oh, I, we're apologizing to the list. Yes, sorry, yeah. <laughs> everybody <laughs> listening for the side chat. Sorry to you guys. Um, so, what are you most looking forward to about Snooscon? Um, I, I mean, it's hard to tell because I, I this this is going to be a it's going to be a smaller event, so mm-hmm. it's probably the smallest event that I've gone to um, right. as Casa. Um, I'm really looking forward to meeting Brad Radu uh, mm-hmm. and some of the other panelists. I wish I had their names in front of me, but again, internet. Um, um, and yeah. I know that there's some other people who are speaking who I'm, I'm excited to meet, um, and um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see various products up close and personal i mean i've i've shopped online i do shop have to shop online for my snooze um and so you know it's online shopping has that disadvantage of you know you don't get to try before you buy you're reliant upon the description and the descriptions can be pretty good um and and you know whatever reviews that people have left um but uh, it's just, it's something different to be able to actually hold the tin in your hand. And, yeah. Um, yeah it smell it, touch it, taste it. Yeah, it looks like um, Saturday, Dr. Reduce speaking, what, uh, 10 to 10.50? And Chad Jones, who's newbie, um, yep. is 9. Um, 11 to 11.50, Joe Ackerman, the U.S. Director of Marketing for Swedish Match. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the schedule of speakers now, <laughs> so you're going to get this from me. Um, then you have your 12 to 2 p.m. lunch break that you were so excited about. Yep. Um, two to two fifty. I'm going to um, absolutely butcher this poor man's name. I'm, I'm so sorry. Jonas Yiden from Scruff um, Snooze. Um, three to four. Chad Jones, Matt Campbell, Christopher Nash. Group Snooze review. Uh, four to four fifty. Connie Anderson, A.G. Snus, Craft Snus, and then day two, uh, Sunday, nine to nine fifty a.m. Larry Waters and Matt Campbell from snuscentral.org and snustv.com. Um, so I don't know where you're scheduled to talk, sir. Uh, Sunday, I believe. Okay. A.J. and I, A.J. Mall and I, both scheduled to speak. 
Sunday, okay. I think. All I think right. it's like right in the 11 o'clock-ish hour. Okay. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah. 10 o'clock to 10, uh, 10 o'clock to 10.50, Lars Eric Rehnquist, Senior Vice President, Scientific Affairs, Swedish Match, 11 to 11.50, AJ Mall and Alex Clark. AJ Mall, Executive Director, Missouri Smoke Free, Alex Clark, Executive Director, Kassah, then your lunch break. Uh, here's another poor man that I'm going to butcher his name, Bink Weinberg, uh, Sting Free Snooze from 250, from 3 to 350, Rodney Conforti and Dane Smith, Inside Vaping slash Snooze Nation. From 4 to 4.50, Chad Jones, Christopher Nash, Matt Campbell, Dane Smith, Rodney Conforti, um, Larry Waters. Big panel wrap-up Q&A. So that's the list of speakers for SnoozeCon. It's a, it's a jam-packed schedule. It is. They, they, I'm happy they managed to put in a lunch break for you. Like you said, that doesn't normally happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, and apparently some good. good food around here, too. So I'm going to take the full two hours that's awesome <clears throat> that is awesome so you're in a nice place and it's warm but it's cooling off and i'm i'm excited you're gonna get to drink dr or dude that's gonna be awesome <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited for you i i wish i were there yeah yeah well i'll, I'll try to you know send out pictures and and do what i can to cover the event i'm horrible at that but um you know yeah well i'll try to provide updates from kasas perspective yeah um looks like uh looking at the SUSCON page the person i gave you for the 4 a.m to 4 um, 4 p.m to 4 50 slot is in the hospital so they'll be getting a different speaker yeah yeah, I know so. somebody backed out. And I, I couldn't remember the name. Uh, Connie Anderson. Yeah. Well, that is that is awesome that you're there, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> Get plenty of pictures and video. Yeah. 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 So, do you think that's it for the second time this week, Alex? <laughs> I think that's it. Um... I, I, I sadly don't have anything to, um, you know, advise people for, uh, for going into next week, um, other than San Francisco citizen petition. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I just another mention of, uh, keeping pressure on the New York state Senate, um, to oppose tobacco 21 and indoor use ban. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what develops over the weekend and okay. update from SnoozeCon. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm going to let you go. I know you have correspondence to answer and stuff, and you got to go down to the business center and probably want to do that before you meet everybody at the bar. Yeah. So thank you so much, Alex, and have a really great night. Thank you for everything you do for us, and have a really good time. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. See you next you, week. All right. We'll see you next Friday. Friday. <clears throat> yep. Thank you.
you can get CASA's updates by going to CASA.org. You can get CASA's updates by going to SoundCloud and searching CASA Media. You can also get CASA's updates by going to the Apple Podcast Store and searching for CASA Media. Um, and you can import that directly to your favorite podcast application, and they will let you know as soon as a CASA update comes out. So you will always know the very latest at, as we know it, and you will always know what we're doing. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>